Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic guys podcast of which we are the worst. I'm Alec. I'm Eddie. And I'm Cody. Today we're going to be talking about friendship. So yes, we know that Bobby did just post this topic on Ascension Presents this week. But I do have this letter that he wanted me to, he couldn't be with us tonight to record. So I have this letter that he told me to read in front of everybody in this audience. So hold on, let me see if I can find it. Found it. It's right here. It says, Dear viewers of Sinner's Take, this is Bobby Angel. I apologize for posting this video on Ascension Presents as I was unable to think of an idea for myself. So I took the idea of Sinner's Take to post an episode onto Ascension Presents. Please know that this idea was first and foremost from Sinner's Take and is because I suffer from a poverty of original thought and could not come up with a topic of my own for my YouTube series. Please note that this in no way reflects the creativity of the Sinner's Take cast and they should be given their your utmost respect and listen to them wholeheartedly. Love always, Bobby Angel. Isn't that nice? <laughs> It's really nice of him to take the time to write that out. Yeah. And on that fancy scroll that yeah, you just pulled out. Scroll. <laughs> Cody, we need to get you a host page on our uh, website. Oh, yeah, no, I think... you don't. You're in straight up more episodes than Gerardo is. Yeah. <laughs> I think true. by a lot. Especially because Gerardo, I think, is an eight. And I think at least three of them are warm-ups. So, uh, and Cody is really only in one warm-up as of the time this is posted. So... Uh, and I think this is your probably your eighth or ninth or who knows, the website no. knows. It's <laughs> my fifth. Well, not yet. Not yet. So welcome back again, Donka. You just keep sinning. We got to we got to keep got to keep bringing you in. I'm too good at it. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't you know I couldn't record about friendship without having both of you here. Just Aww. such good friends. Um, <laughs> well, the feeling's <laughs> not usual. I'm playing a little heavy-handed there, guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, friendship. Um, I think we we want to talk just about what is friendship, how to have good, and then some like what makes a good friendship, and then maybe some healthy advice that in our from our own lives that can possibly there improve are wood friendships. Ships, there are steel ships, but the best ships are friendships. Mm. Amen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, any original thoughts on uh, well, not original. Any first thoughts on friendship that you any of you guys would like to share? I'm thinking about like how we've talked about before friends holding each other to a high standard. I think that's like an early thought that I have that I don't know at what point you kind of have the map for this episode. I don't know what point we're going to get into it. And we've touched on it before, but that as an example, that's my first thought. Cody was just on his phone. Yeah. He's looking up quotes. He's going to pretend. like it <laughs> friendship is nice uh yeah i'm interested to hear your take cody on being on the other side of the country and then coming back and the role that friendship has played for you there yeah i guess so i think i've mentioned it before i was working uh in chicago and i was living there and i kind of i kind of was working there kind of on a whim i I don't know, maybe not on a whim, on Providence, right? Because I was provided an opportunity to grow and also be making a salary so I could live, which is <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I guess moving there, I moved there out of out of the necessity of needing a job because I didn't have any plans leaving college. And this, I mean, this came up literally two days after I graduated. I got an email out of nowhere from this guy that I don't talk, I hadn't talked to in a year. I only talked to him once before that. So it, it kind of came out of nowhere. And so I moved there more out of the necessity of needing a job and needing something to do. The work was was good. I mean, you know, not my all-time favorite thing, right? But it was a job and it was, it was youth ministry, so it was fun. As fun as it was and as good as the work was, it, it was hard. It was hard because I felt pretty often like I had no one 
to spend myself on really i had all this free time so i was going to the chapel a lot and i was i was receiving a lot of love and i was able to give a lot back to the lord but at the end of the day i was like accumulating this wealth of of prayer and kind of all this pent-up energy and i had nowhere to to take it I, i could have taken it to other ministry outside of my job but i worked kind of weird hours and somewhat inconsistent hours and and you know being introverted i needed time to myself so you know i'm at work i'm with other people and so it's not necessarily it is kind of draining to be around people but even if you're not doing something it's it's just nice to kind of have like the time of your own space but i don't know there were people in my life that i could spend it on but no one like approximately i guess and there is something that's very different about living around people to spend to spend yourself on and to spend yourself for there's something different about being near them and being away from them because i've moved around a couple times and i guess after the second or third time of moving it it kind of just came to be i tried really hard the first time i moved to maintain the friendships that i had that i had left behind slowly they just kind of fell by the wayside and then this it just happened faster the second time i moved in it just ha- it's just a faster process now of and I, I don't know if this is necessarily like the most loving thing of me but if if someone is not immediately in my life i guess i have a hard time cultivating that friendship so when it came up that i was going to be leaving my job i immediately thought of coming either back to pittsburgh where my immediate family lives or out here because of the community that i have here and so it wasn't even so much about, you know, where can I find a job? It was just, I'm going to move somewhere where I have people to spend myself on and people people to love. And because that was always the blessing of, you know, coming out here for Christmas or going back home on a weekend was just being somewhere where you're known and loved. It's, I don't know. And, you know, I I had the experience, I had the adventure of living by myself in a new place with a new job and, and you know, trying to lay down roots and, and all of that. But, you know, after having moved around a couple of times and then experiencing that again, I just, I felt it was time to be somewhere that roots already were planted a little bit. So I guess, yeah, it did, it did have a major impact on, on my decision to move to California and then also my decision to work where I work now it's on the radar because of the people that I knew and because of the friends that I have there. The door that my door faces at school is, you know, one of my best friends, one of my roommates from college. So yeah, again, not that it wasn't good, uh, a good opportunity to grow. And if you ever find yourself in a position where you are alone, it's not like you're toast. It's just a different opportunity to grow. About like the being introverted thing. This is something that I learned in my time like going to Germany is that there's a difference between enjoying alone time and being lonely. And as much as you might need more or less time to yourself or time to be introverted, there's a difference between choosing to be alone to recover and take care of yourself and having to be alone because there's nobody around. And it's such a big difference. So introverted doesn't mean that you never need people in your life. This is something that I'm curious about when I think about nothing if not you, Lord. It's hard because it makes me want to think like, are, is, does that mean that if we're alone, God has to be enough? In, in what sense is he all we need? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, if we may backtrack a little bit just to kind of what I think you know, there's a lot of people who are much smarter than us have have thought a lot about friendship because it's something that is so prevalent to the human condition. But I don't think that we can live more or less without friendship. Uh, actually, and Augustine would say that friendship is essential to life. And yes, and that's that's authentic friendship though, is because, like you said, nothing like you know what Aquinas says to God when he asks when God asks he would give him anything. What does he want? And Aquinas says nothing if not you. God reveals himself pretty much pri- not one of the, in one of the most primary ways to reveals himself to us through others, right? He gives us others to experience his love in a way that is more tangible, right? He gives Adam 
Eve because Adam is lonely. Uh, without, without, it's not, he had a he had a perfect relationship with God in the garden, right? You know, they they hadn't fall the fall hadn't happened, so he was still finding himself lonesome. And God figures out that it's it's not good for man to be alone. And I think friendship is a crucial part of that because there's something about us that uh, we naturally, if we love, our love is want is as natural to go out of ourselves. Love is always produces it always all the way from you know god creates us out of love and we we mimic that all the way down to our ability to bear children through love of another but including in our own not even just in sexual reproduction love of the friendship naturally goes outwards and our love wants to be attached onto something because without it it's just it really isn't love there there needs to be a beloved for love to be real it can't you can't really there's no love without something else to love. Yeah, that's what Cody was getting at, I think, earlier, right? Yeah, and just, just to make a counter-argument, I guess, I think that, I don't know, it's in special cases, right, where the Lord is enough, right? Like you think of St. Anthony of the Desert, who walked out into the desert. had He didn't have any friends. He was a hermit. He lived by himself for the rest of his life, but it was sufficient, and it was good. Now, that's a special calling, a special state in life. He wasn't living in a giant city, and still feeling alone you know it was he got called out of out of relationship with people specifically to commune with god so i think he is enough but i i would agree with you because e- even in chicago you know on on the nights that were super lonely it was it was different it was hard like i was called to be there but it was still like an ache i, I could survive without it but it was just far more taxing i think and uh, eventually friends did come, you know, people did come into my life who I was able to spend myself on. It's just in a different way because again, it takes time to build friendship and we didn't know each other, you know, to the same degree that I know each of you. So yeah. What does it take to start a friendship? Yeah. Again, to quote some of the, the ancients, right? There's, Aristotle. I think this is. I think this was. All my best ideas were stolen by the ancients. Amen. Uh, I think this was kind of the including the, that the, quote. Yeah, the fir- <laughs> the first push of the video that Bobby and Jackie just posted on Ascension Presents. But they talk about what Aristotle talks about friends and how he says there's three different types of friends. There is, and they kind of they need to be the base level of any friendship. He talks about uh, the friendships of utility, which is something that you, I need you, you need me. So let's be friends. There's the friendships of pleasure, where it is we we have common interests and we have we enjoy each other's company. So let's be friends. And then there's the friendship of virtue, which is obviously the best kind, but where you want what's best for the other and you seek that out in them. So I think at its basis, and this is kind of my own personal thoughts of what friendship is and how to cultivate friendships. You know, I because I do a, I think it's like a couple day lesson with my students on, on friendship, just to see how, see if they can do a little self-examination of how their friendships are. I think at its core, there needs to be a mutual goal and it could be a whole bunch of different things. It could be we're bored in class, but we can use each other to make the time faster. Uh, it could be, we are both on the same sports team and our goal is to win games or our goal is to have a good time with that. It could be that we both work together and our goal is to have the best work environment that we can have. Or ideally the goal could be, I want to see you in heaven and you want to see me in heaven. And I think that in order for friendship to begin, there more or less needs to be a goal that friendship is born out of um, that you guys share. And I think that's kind of the natural aspect of it, right? Is it's friendship is almost, you are working together on something and it there, and then there's different levels of how much you care about them that come along with that. But I would make the strong contention that, I think the strength of a friendship can only come from what that what the most important goal that you guys have together is what's going to determine the strength of your friendship. I've had friends in my own life, maybe you guys can agree that like I played on a sports team with where we got along great at practice, but it was almost it almost was like as soon as the game or the practice was over, it was like we couldn't even talk to each other. Or like, you know, you ever like go to and some some sports teams are very very close, but even sometimes like sports team like pizza parties and things like that were always or like going to a birthday party with everybody from your sports team 
was almost weird too if you weren't if you hadn't been especially if you hadn't been playing with each other for a really long time or you didn't go to school together it was just like our goal is to play soccer together and we're not doing that right now so it doesn't feel natural at least that was my definitely my experience i know exactly what you mean i've had that yeah i never wanted to go i never found myself excited to go to those to those parties uh just felt awkward it felt kind of almost forced especially when i had had friendships that were a little bit deeper than that and so like i said when the when the game runs out when you lose your job when you stop working together whatever it might be when that goal is over usually the friendship is over right and you can think about it in the case of the friends that you had in high school who you don't talk to anymore well think about what did your friendships look like was it to enjoy your time in high school together because if that was the goal that you guys had once that is over your friendship is over if your friendship think of the friends that you had from the soccer team like how many actual conversations did you have with them that weren't about soccer because when the soccer team ends your friendship will end even friends who I had in college who I was good friends with, but my really, I would say the goal with them was probably to have the best college experience that I could have. It, it was only the friends that I had in college who we got deeper with that. Like we, we, our goals really were to push each other onto holiness that I find myself still wanting to cultivate those, even with the distance, even when that gets, gets difficult. That's interesting. I haven't really heard it phrased that way. I don't know. It makes sense. Like when you say it, it makes sense to me. But why do you choose some over others? Like why do you have natural affection for some people and you and you like gravitate towards those people? You know, in class, I had a common interest or I guess I had a common goal with every single one of my classmates, but I wasn't friends with all my classmates, right? So I guess what then makes you gravitate towards some rather than others? Hmm. Well, I think there there must be a level of like, compatibility as well right i'm i guess i'm mostly talking about like how serious can that friendship become mm -hmm. i think they're yeah they're, i guess so what starts a friendship maybe it isn't the goal maybe it is a a base level attraction to their personality or to whatever it might be that it don't it don't but it does seem to be it needs to be it can't just be that because uh you know friendship is mostly born out of a necessity that is before you and if you weren't in class with them, you would have never met them. So it can't just be that you, because there's plenty of people in the world who I would get along super well with who I'll never meet. So I think there, is, yeah, there must be some sort of base. Our personalities match, our interests match. But again, you can make the argument that at least the interest part is also kind of a goal. We both want to cultivate these interests in each other. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is that there are like more common or more shared goals, right? Like you're on a sports team and you're on and you're in class together. So maybe it is just like the most amount of shared goals. But I again, don't know. I mean, I might just want. It might just be an editing of the word goals because it could just be the way that you conduct yourself is a similar to the way they conduct themselves, and that's not a goal, but that's how you want how you present and how they present and how people get along, right? So um, I wouldn't get a, I wouldn't be good friends with someone who loves pranks. If they were pranking me all the time, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't say it's my goal to not participate in pranks, but it's not mm -hmm. something that I would share with them. But other people bond heavily over pranks. So yeah, but again, I I I would push back that that is that is more so a, a, a dislike of like the interest in a, in a not meshing of the personality. And that, like I said, by the goal thing, what I'm saying is that's that is how deep your friendship can be. If all yeah, I your... thought we had moved on, moved to oh. starts. Because I agree, I think the goals is like the legs of it, but we're talking about how does it begin? Just a smile, you know. <laughs> I will say, put yourself out there, which is very generic advice, but for good reason. Like you said, there are a lot of people in the world that you would get along very well with that you don't, that you'll never meet. But like, to be specific to this, if I had never gone to Oktoberfest, I never would have met Eddie if I hadn't gone out of my comfort zone there. So that was something that I know my dad harped on me for a long time because I was very similar to him. And he was like, I know I want to stay home too, but just go. And then if you don't like it, you can come back for whatever it was, you know, a school dance, football game, I don't know, whatever it is, but go and give that chance for something to happen. You don't know who you're going to meet when but to be open to it i know we talk about and this is just kind of rambling but we talk about like when you see kids walking around campus with headphones on all the time and it's like 
you're just closing yourself off to the world and you're, you're sending that message of like, I, I'm not, don't engage with me. And you're not doing yourself favors if you're consistently cutting yourself off like that. Yeah. And just ridiculous stuff can happen with that too, right? Because like, and usually does, you know, usually the, the effort to put yourself out there is rewarded. I, I think it's very rare that you would put your, I mean, maybe it's a little bit different in like high school or middle school or something like that, right? Where people just maybe have like a little bit less like, like social awareness. <laughs> but like you said, going to Oktoberfest meeting Eddie, I had some friends, we were up at a wedding in Michigan. I had to leave the day before this, which was a huge bummer because they were walking down. Uh, it was up in Petoskey, Michigan. And you know, which is right on the water. It was in the middle of the summer, a super beautiful day. And they were walking down the pier and they saw these two people getting into a yacht. And my one friend uh, said, oh, dude, strangers are just friends you never met, you know? And everyone was like, oh, ha ha. And so they walked up and struck up a conversation with them. And by the end of the day, they were they were taking a late, like a, a bay tour on their yacht. No way. Right? Like you're <laughs> the effort to put yourself out there is, is I think, very... It's either rewarding for you to have done it and have pushed yourself or it's like immediately rewarding with something like that, right? Like a friend you didn't know you, you could have or, you know, something something ridiculous like getting to ride on their yacht. And it doesn't even, I guess this isn't, this is, we're getting away from friendship, but it doesn't even have to necessarily be something lasting. I mean, I'm thinking of, to bring up the LSAT as an example, I've taken the test a few times now and each time I've met people there and we talk about have you taken it what are you studying and you know our test got delayed three hours so we go through that all together and at the end like we don't have our we can't have our phones on us at all so our phones are in the car so it's not like we're gonna see each other again but it's still that sharing of so you're saying your goal was to enjoy the LSAT together and when the LSAT ended you were no longer friends with them yeah nice <laughs> I'm just saying exactly like, like what I said <laughs> like it gets rewarded yeah it definitely it definitely does mm -hmm. so i guess the question is then we haven't really talked about it what is friendship then and that's what i think friendship is oh did it cut out i just said the perfect definition <laughs> i don't remember it was a moment of pure grace and now it's gone um i think you had kind of mentioned it before where it seems to me that it would have to be based in love. So willing the good of that person. And like you said, wanting them to be in heaven. So I would say it's wanting their good and enjoying time together. But what if you don't enjoy time together at all times? I didn't say at all times. At some point you need to enjoy time together. Yeah. Cause I mean, friendships would have hardships. I'd say the best ones you usually do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it is only a friendship if both parties feel that way, like are loving to the point of or like wanting the good of the other and also enjoying it a little bit. Mm -hmm. it's, it seems improper to say that two people are friends where one person really loves spending time around the other person and the other person is not <laughs> super wild about it. <laughs> that seems wrong to me. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't call that a friendship. No. You'd call it charity on the part of the person who didn't. <laughs> which, Cody, by the way, which is why you were here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is actually our corporal, our spiritual work of mercy. We <laughs> comfort the lonely, which is Cody. <laughs> we let him be on our podcast. No, don't say that. <laughs> actually, yeah, the past five times Eddie's gone to confession, his penance has been <laughs> let some scrub <laughs> come on the, back on the podcast. <laughs> It's like it's like that. Uh, what was the Saturday Night Live skit with the wrestler who didn't actually win the wrestling match? <laughs> what, the champ. The champ. Look up, look oh, up yeah. Saturday Night Live. The champ. It's so actually, sad. It's kind of weird. It's but so it's sad. So sad. <laughs> it's just heartbreaking. It's like not even funny. It's so sad. <laughs> it's about this high school wrestler who thought he beat the um, state champ, the state champion of wrestling, but it turns out it was all an elaborate scheme from his high school and their high school to like let him win so that he could feel good and it gets on the news and he's like watching it and he's like what no. like what's going on <laughs> oh, oh boy man. well do you have an idea here with that pointed question no i think i mean I, I don't it almost seems to me like is there really a necessity to define it and that's 
kind of weird coming from me because I usually like clarity in these matters. But I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a relationship based on love that involves pushing each other on. Cause I mean, I almost seems to me that, you know, we talked about Aristotle talks about the friendship of utility and the friendship of pleasure. Like those aren't even really like, can we even call that friendship? There is that, I feel like there needs to be a line there. That's, acquaintance what like what is an acquaintance of not some a, a colleague of or someone like that uh it doesn't all need to be friendship because if a friendship if it's not like a work acquaintance or someone who you enjoy being around like if that's not an acquaintance what is and i and i i imagine that there are tons of people who probably don't have any friends they only have acquaintances who people who they enjoy spending time with each other but they never really get to share the intimate parts of their heart. They never really get to to open up about these things. And it was kind of on my heart to do this episode just because I feel like there is a there is a lack of friendship in the world today. I think that there aren't a whole lot of people who have, by the standard that we are setting, any friends. And that's a really sad thing. And they might not even know that they don't have them and they might not even seem to care but i think that there is a deep longing in their heart for it and i think it manifests itself in a lot of ways insecurity depression bad things like that but even like i see a lot of especially like amongst high school kids like once they get a a, in a relationship it's like all they care about they like lose all their friends they lose themselves in these relationships because it almost seems that because they've never had anybody else who is a friend before or someone that they can actually share their life with and it seems that people like latch on to these physical relationships or whatever it might be because that's an intimacy that is being fulfilled that they just don't have any intimacy ever. Like I was, we were, I was just on, and I we use a lot of examples with high school students, but it's it's pretty prevalent, I imagine, in young adults and all the way through adulthood. Where I was talking to a couple of students and they were talking about one of them had started dating someone who, and to my understanding, they're pretty good friends and. One of them had started dating somebody for the past like several months and they were taking this person to church who has never really been a churchgoer. And as we were talking about it, one of them was like, what? Like, I had no idea. How? Like, how has this not come up in conversation? Like, at all? Like, what do you guys talk about? And really all they do is they play video games together. They laugh together. Or for us adults, they drink together. They gossip and other maybe even toxic activities and they don't actually talk to one another. And I think there is a great lack of that in our world today. So would you say that's another key piece of friendship is, you know, love, willing the good of the other. And I guess that has to express itself in intimacy, right? In some way. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in open sharing in an open like dialogue of knowing each other and, walking with each other and learning what it is that makes the person uh tick right and what what their what what are the struggles of their heart because you know there's other people who are like well i can never talk to that person about that well why not that makes me just think why are what are you trying to hide from them or what is it that you think they're going to judge you or they're going to not be your friend anymore when they learn this that's not a healthy environment to be friends if you think that it's so conditional that when you share who you actually are, they're not going to be your friend anymore. I don't think that would be a fruitful relationship. And I think it's not every relationship has to be the same depth, but there has to be an availability to go deeper. And I think that's where we get into the distinction of are they friends or not, right? Because you're friends from your uh, soccer team Maybe you don't have to go as deep, but then we get into what is a friend and what isn't. So if we're narrowing in on good, true friendship, then yeah, I would say you have to have that. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like we could, we could talk about this for a long time and never even really go anywhere with it because it, it, but it is, it's friendship is, is is an essential part of the life for, for us. I think life is lonely. I think people are missing out on true friendships. Did you have a thought? I did. I just remembered what I meant to say earlier from Green Book when we were talking about getting out of your comfort zone to make friends. The world is full of lonely people afraid to make the first step. Yeah. Don't be afraid to make that first step. And 
the the easy answer is, you know, if they say no or they don't want to, they were a stranger anyways, even if, which they wouldn't more than likely, but even if they were going to like make fun of you or think you were silly, who cares? They're not in your life. It doesn't have an effect on you at all. Yeah. I, I forgot about that line. That is a very good line. The world is full of lonely people afraid to make the first step. Because friendship, it is an action. It does it does require emotion of the will. It does require an effort, a, a a large effort, I would say. And I don't know what it is. It's it's almost born out of laziness or fear of getting hurt. But people, they it doesn't seem like people even really want to put in that that effort anymore. They just want to be alone or be lazy or whatever it might be. And being vulnerable is a hard thing to do, like especially when you want to be making new friends. Because the person who cares less is the one who's going to get hurt less. So you putting yourself out there and caring a lot, you're opening yourself up to get hurt, but you're also creating a possibility for something good to happen. And it sucks, but if you just go around like saying, I'm going to just prevent myself from getting hurt and I'm going to close off, there's no fruit there. Yeah, and I think we could talk about this for a long time and keep circling around things, but we did want to provide you guys with some tips and advice that we had had thought that we had thought of uh, about how to just cultivate better friendships. And I can only speak with the most certainty that I have the best friends in the world. So, (laughs) you know, this is just reflections from our own life of how what has been beneficial in our friendships uh, that we've had that I, that we have built together and things like that. And so take them if you will, or not. I think Cody, you had a thought. I have two. So I remember when I, I guess the first is just like, it's like at a base level applicable and then even like at a deeper level applicable. So when I, for, when we first moved to Pittsburgh from St. Louis, uh, I was in the middle of high school and all the child psychologists will tell you that that is the worst time to move a child because it sucks. So I felt super out of place, right? Especially during my sophomore year because I was going into my sophomore year. So all these people that were sophomores already had friends and all the people who didn't have friends were freshmen and I didn't have classes with them or anything, right? And so everyone thought I was a freshman, but I wasn't. So I got treated like a freshman, but I was, you know, like, or it was a really big school. So they just thought they'd never seen me before. So they didn't like take, make the effort, right? So I remember, and I I was a pretty shy kid in, in high school. So the advice my mom gave me on the first day, she's like, cause she knew it was really weighing on me. She said, like, you have to take the first step, right? Cause again, everyone else is either afraid to, or doesn't need to, right? So you have to make the first step and you have to do it as fast as possible because the second, <laughs> the second you linger like a moment or hesitate, it becomes awkward and then you just won't do it right? And the longer you wait, the more awkward it gets. Like if you stand there for five minutes without talking to someone, then try talking to someone like that's weird. You know, everyone knows that. So I think at a baseline to start having the friend is just do it immediately. Just say hi, as soon as you see a a new person or whatever it is, like if you're in one of those social settings, um, yeah, just being very like fast about doing it, don't psych yourself out. Uh, And then I think a little bit deeper into the relationship it, it's sort of the same thing with beginning to open up your heart right the longer you wait to actually like take the step to act to have that emotional intimacy with another person the more awkward it's going to become later on down the line so even just like revealing little bits of your heart at the beginning and not being afraid of of how that will be taken right and i'm not saying you should share like your deepest darkest secret right off the bat because that freaks people out too and it can always be a turn off as well you know like oh, at franciscan that was like the tendency it was like people would be like let's go get coffee and then they would just like blurt their whole life out to you and it was a bit it's a bit much it's like <laughs> trying to sign up for a gym membership please <laughs> pump the brakes my friend um but no i i don't think that you can expect trust without giving a little right and you can't expect intimacy without giving a little or or like you said, taking the step out to, to have it. So I guess that's my thought is just not being afraid to share in appropriate measure your heart 
with other people with whom you can trust. But yeah. Well, Cody is uh, bailing on us because he has a soccer game he has to get to. So uh, he is going to leave podcasting mid-recording. It's never been done before. Yeah, see and, if we'll have you back now. Yeah, and, and any podcast ever. I'm just trying to get out at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> guess what? We're not friends anymore. And you're not invited to my birthday party. So <laughs> dang it. Get out. It's in September, so I have a full year to, <laughs> to don't Don't you come back now. Um, so Alec, any, any tips for you from you? Make sure you're not friends with anyone named Cody cause they suck. Yes. <laughs> Don't be friends with anybody named Bobby no cause they no steal doubt. your ideas. <laughs> uh, I was going to let him leave so we could make noise and. Ow, you just smashed my foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alec, what about you? Any, uh, any tips for friendship? I've got like 17 or 18. Yeah. Just a short list. I think I've got like three or four and i think they're probably going to be pretty similar uh i would imagine so do you want to go through them since you have them prepared and then i'll see if there's anything you missed uh yeah that that makes sense um one thing i think that is important to discuss right out the gate is the virtue of receiving love i think it's kind of a little bit of an unsung hero here it's something that makes people very uncomfortable i think nobody likes to receive love well no it's weird because everybody likes to receive love but we struggle with it almost it's the well, what's the quote from Perks of a Wallflower? Perks of being a wallflower. Uh, we we accept the love we think we deserve, or yeah, whatever it might be, it. and we a lot of times have very low self worth, and so we don't accept a lot of love. But it is so essential to allow your friends to love you. That is hard to do. A lot of us want to be strong, stronger than we think we are. A lot of us want to be independent. A lot of us love to give, but receiving makes us uncomfortable this is even like in the day-to-day it is a struggle for me like i was just getting coffee with a friend the other day and we were talking all about this person's life and was having a great time we were having a good conversation and then they started asking me about my life and i it's almost uncomfortable for me just to like even talk about my own day compared i'd much rather hear about your day but allowing people to love you is so crucial to friendship because or else it becomes one-sided and it's it's unhealthy and it's distorted. Yeah, I. what comes to mind, now that Cody's gone, I can say nice things about him. <laughs> we were golfing last week and he just called me before he left. He said, hey, I'm stopping by Dunkin' Donuts. You want a donut or anything? But it was like, can I get you a donut? Yeah, that'd be great. That's awesome. And it's not like, cool, how much do I owe you? Or, you know, because it comes and goes. So letting someone do something nice for you is important if nothing else that they can feel good about themselves yeah you're denying them the chance to help to be helpful and to be generous and to be kind that's selfish yeah i took a class in so psych major for one of my majors and we took a class called group therapy and the first half of the class was like you learned about it. And then the second half of the class, you literally did group therapy with each other. That was instructed by the teacher. It was awesome. We all, it was once a week because half the class was one part. One, it was like a Tuesday and the other half the class was Thursday. And it was actually pretty awesome. I have a lot of respect for the teacher for doing it. Her name is Dr. Borio. She was an awesome, awesome uh, department head. Really, really good at her job. But she she painted that. And no one really wanted to share. You know, it was kind of like it felt a little bit out. But it felt like a good – it was an interesting – topic for a class and things like that but one of the biggest takeaways i had from it was it was a very common thing amongst the people who were in my group was a lot of people like to help others but they don't like to like share their heart with with people that they don't want to be a burden to others and she basically called us out for and she was like that's selfish and we're all like how is that selfish and she said well how do you feel about it when someone opens their heart to you and that's you're like oh it feels great you're like so you are denying that for somebody else and she said that's that's the definition of selfishness. And I was very taken back by it. But it was it was very surprising that like people have a desire to help you carry your cross and to deny them that opportunity to grow in virtue and to love you and to like just be a good person is selfish when you expect others to do it for you. Um, which almost sounds backwards, but is the way I feel. Or it is the truth, I think. Yeah, I think it's very true. And Father Mike has a video about letting yourself be a burden that I think is also a helpful and succinct version of what we're trying to say. So I would point you guys in that direction, but yeah, let people love you. Uh, Next thing is 
you got to you got to be yourself. You got to be open and vulnerable. Um, I know that we kind of touched on it earlier, but you have to be willing to to be the person who you are for what that's worth. I think there's not much to be said for that, but worth mentioning for sure. I there's definitely things to be said and I think about this like relative to a job interview where when you go to a job interview you don't want to portray who you think the company wants you to be you want to portray yourself and then if that's who the company wants great but if you go to an interview faking to match what they want then you're going to go to work and either have to fake it the whole time which will make you unhappy or go and be yourself which is not what they thought they were getting which is going to make them unhappy. Either way, it's just not going to go well. So you're better off just presenting yourself as you are and then let the chips fall where they may. You may get along with them, you may not. Um, what about this one? This is kind of a, a fun one. I don't think... Uh, I it's I feel very passionately about it, but I don't think people, it's even on their radar. I call it creating versus consuming time. Uh, a friend of mine, Claire, I remember... It was me, you, and Claire, we were talking about it when we were playing code names one night. Three-player code names. <laughs> Uh, that was fun, but I think it was a very important conversation, right? Is how what are you? What are your friends drawing out of you? If all you do with each other is consume, you know, what do you do all day? We watched a movie, and then we went and we ate, and then we went and watched another movie, and then we played video games, and then we watched a sports game. All you are doing is consuming, and really, you're not drawing anything out of them, which I think is a problem because friendship is if friendship is supposed to be virtue and supposed to be driving you towards heaven. If all you are doing is consuming, you're not actually growing. So what are your friendships? What are your friendships drawing from you? And I know this was a big thing with like my friendship with Alec was he brought out a lot of qualities out of myself that were important that I think were lying dormant for a while. You know, I like to write. I like to write poetry. And my shout out to my friend Claire again. She's really into poetry. And I took a couple of poetry writing colleges, colleges, classes in college and just being around people who were like, were expecting me to do things with like, like, Hey, you have you written anything in a while? Or like, Hey, do you want to take some time where, you know, I'll write something and you write something together, or you want to bounce one of your ideas off of me? Or, you know, Alec and I, we were messing around and we started making like a board game out of my old Pokemon toys, right? Speaking of being vulnerable, yeah. love Pokemon. <laughs> But we started making a board game out of like old toys that I had one day when we were during Lent because we I had given up playing FIFA. And that sparked a whole desire in me to like dabble in creating board games or anything like that. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like writing or creating board games, but like even like exercise, exercise, like let's go for a run together. Yeah. What are you drawing out of them as opposed to what are you just shoving down your faces with each other? And this is, I think, related to what a big thing for me is is friends holding each other to a high standard. You're not their friend if you're just letting them be mediocre. And mediocre is relative to the person, right? Not everyone has to be, if you're in high school, valedictorian or super accomplished in whatever way, but it's relative to that person. Are they being as good as they can be? Are they lazy or do you know that there is more in them, right? If Eddie hasn't written anything in a while, maybe there's something on his heart that's getting in the way of it. Otherwise, maybe it's just being lazy. And in which case, I'm not doing him any favors by encouraging him or allowing him to continue to be lazy. Allow like it's up to me. But yeah. Another one would be honesty. I think that there is something about honesty in our world that is just, and maybe it's always been the case in humanity, but we just are not honest with each other about so many things. If we like really owned up to every single lie that we had, it's it, it's staggering even with our friends i noticed this in myself i think we kind of talked about it long 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 many episodes ago on the the episode titled maybe the cowards know but we are not straight up with our friends all the time when it comes to, to things hey what are you doing tonight and you say oh i don't know like maybe my mom wants me to help her with something or i kind of have something going on when really we're either we want to stay home or two we're like waiting for better plans or something like that we don't want to say yes because we know there's something else out there. I think that that is so toxic to a relationship. I think you need to like learn, if you are friends with this person, to be able to communicate with them. There is nothing wrong with if you've had a long day at work, or even if you haven't had a long day, you just want to be alone tonight. And he asks, hey, what are you doing tonight? And the person says, I want to be alone. Your friend should be able to be like, yeah, okay. And I know that since I've, 
I know Alec and I, like we, we had a conversation about it, like probably a year ago or so, or with a couple other, my friends too, where it's like, let's make this a priority that like, we never lie to each other or never. And again, not necessarily flat out lie, but lead others to believe things that are not true or never tell the full truth. Right. This is the duplicity is what it's called. Right. Where you, you, you give multiple uh, possibilities for what you mean to say. And you say like, well, I didn't lie. Like, just tell the truth. You know, I don't want to hang out tonight. I know that since I've done that with my friends, it's made a huge difference. Like the other, the other day, me and Cody and a couple other teachers from the school we work at, we were going to the football game, the the high school game. And Alec, I know I wasn't, didn't think he was doing anything that night. So I was like, Hey, would you want to come? And he didn't want to go. He wasn't doing anything that night, but he's like, he just said, no, I don't. And I was like, cool. <laughs> but like, you don't need to draw it out. You don't need to like not respond for two hours. And then like, I'll be like, Oh dude, sorry. Just got your text. Or like, dude, been super swamped at work. Just tell him you don't want to go. And let that like trust that your friend has a reason. And that I, that's the big thing to me is the trust where I'm trusting you to understand why I don't want to go. And then you're trusting me to have a good reason where it's not it's not that I'm not making a priority. It's that I have this that I need, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I challenge you to just just be honest. And I know that this is something that I remember talking to a couple of my friends who were girls who like were just like, I could never do that. And I don't know what it is. I don't want to be the the guy who, uh, what's the word, mansplains things. But I know that like, and I apologize, but I know that many of the girls who I've talked to say that this is, a, this is a real struggle for them is they feel like they can't, for something about the way that girls communicate with each other, that they struggle with that a lot. And again, I'm overgeneralizing, so forgive me. But uh, I encourage anybody to just be honest. Friendship is meant to be honest. And be confident that your friends love you and that they aren't going to judge you or they're not going to get mad at you. And if they get mad at you, that's on them. Like, just don't lie. Don't tell the white fear, lies. The fear is losing the relationship. But if it's a relationship that would be lost in that order, it's probably not a relationship you want to be having. Because Especially because you're telling the truth. So, like, they're getting mad at you for telling the truth. Yeah. It seems <laughs> very upsetting. But also, to make, to the point of that, there is a point, like Eddie said, make it a priority where if every time he invites me to do something, I'm saying, no, I don't want to. And it's happened where he'll talk to me and say, hey, what's going on? Why don't you want to, why don't you ever want to hang out? Should I just stop inviting you? And you can be upfront about it. So it isn't just totally waving them, but it's understanding. Yeah. And I think that that's like, I think kind of tiny, this is pretty similar, but communication, I think we're winding down. I think this is probably my last one and then one obvious one, but communication being key right communication is key <laughs> but it is true like you people get so mad at each other for things that they never even communicated and to be able if to have an open happen, conversation wouldn't exist yeah every sitcom true. is based on someone not telling the other person something it's very true so it's just we need to be better at communicating like have a conversation with them if it's something that's upsetting you talk to them about it i guarantee you it's going to be better I mean, I guess I don't guarantee because people might get mad. But then again, if this is a, if this is a friendship that is that fragile, that it's going to break if you have a conversation, hey, I'm upset about this. Again, to speak to Alec and I's friendship, which I know I'm, we're talking about a lot, but I am very confident in my friendship with, with Alec. And I think we've, you know, this, this is always the joke of the um, <laughs> Les, Leslie Nope when she's talking in Parks and Rec where she's talking about Pawnee being the best city in America. And she talks about how, I know that everyone says that their diner has the best waffles, but somewhere, somewhere in America, someone actually has the best waffles. And she says, why not that be there? Uh, I feel that way about Alec. I know everyone says that their friends are the best, but I feel very confidently that like I have a very good friend in Alec. We, some of the best conversations that we've ever had have been like, Hey man, like I'm upset about this. Probably a little bit. There's a little bit. I shouldn't be upset. There's a little bit that I should be upset. And you talk about it and then it works out. And then, uh, the friendship grows from that. But like when you let things sit and you don't talk to each other. So I guess communicate and don't be afraid of confrontation. If it's with confrontation with love, you know, for those keeping score, I am crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and th- this makes me think of as an example where it's, it can go the other way where you can, where you can bring it to someone. For example, with my relationship, as I was getting more in the relationship, like we talk about people get lost in it. I check in every once in a while with Eddie where I say, Hey, Am I not 
I don't want to say like, am I not tending to you enough? But like, am I not putting... <laughs> You're not tending to my needs? Yeah. <laughs> am I not putting enough into our relationship? Or am mm. I getting lost? I need outside eyes, not just for you and me, but for me with the rest of the world. What do you see is going on? And it's just so fresh to be able to trust that. And I'm going to choke up. I keep talking about it. But absolutely, there's, yeah, there's something different about a relationship that you can go to. And I don't even want to say... Because it sounds like we're getting towards almost like a conditional love. And I don't want to make it towards, well, if this person isn't helping me or if they're not helping themselves, I'm not going to be friends with them or I'm not going to keep loving them. And I think if that's what you're coming away with, that's a misunderstanding of what we're trying to say. But there are standards that, that are beneficial. And I think it, it's not that we're saying you can't be friends. We're saying that if you want to be the best friends that you can be, and there's probably things that that we need to learn as well, you know, that everybody needs to learn that. But if, you, if you're looking at your relationships and you find yourself not being able to have honest conversation or honest confrontation, or uh, they're not calling you on to be better and you're not calling them on to be better, like, what are you, right? What, what is this relationship actually? And so I think the last one that I think, you know, we're getting a little bit long-winded here is just love. So it all, I know that it's cheesy. I know that it's talked about before, but it all boils down to love. And I love, you know, the classic, classic Bible verse when it comes to friendship is Jonathan and David, where uh, he talks about, and it's like literally everybody's like, everybody always uses it as Instagram captions and things, but it is beautiful where it says, when David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. I think that that is, that's true friendship is where you, when you love somebody in that way. And I know that that's not the the reality for a lot of people's friendships. I know that so it's difficult to make those friends. It's difficult to find them. And uh, I, we haven't really talked about this either, but Augustine talks about how friendship, wherever there is friendship, there is God. You know, God is in all friendship, at least all true friendship. Uh, that is a working of the Lord. And so to uh, there's another teacher who, he, he has this beautiful story about how he just, he's really good friends with another teacher at our school as well. Um, how he would just be praying to God, like, God, send me a friend, like somebody to love. And like he, when, he, when he was a kid, and this was when I think he was like in middle school or high school where he met him and they've been friends ever since. But like, ask for the Lord to, to bring that, to bring you a friend and be confident that the Lord wants you to have people to walk with. And again, maybe it is deepening a friendship that you have or rekindling one that you've lost or letting go of grudges, or see, or being spontaneous and putting yourself out there. But friendships are possible, and they are worth it. And I think that is all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I think you've. That's a nice note to end on. We've talked a lot, said a little. But hopefully, it <laughs> we will apologize be for the length of this podcast. We hadn't the time to make it short. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so go make some friends. Be our friends. We love friends. I have enough friends. I already got friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the Sinner's Take. Let us know what was better, Bobby or Sinner's Take. So, But we're only accepting votes who say Sinner's Take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only, only taking constructive compliments on this one. So thank you and bye. <laughs>